E-commerce expansion myths blasted. Successful cross-border expansion help. Listen to the show to hear how one UK company is helping e-commerce sellers successfully expand into Europe and double their profits. Hosted by Andy Hooper of Global E-commerce Experts. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another e-commerce expander secrets podcast. Uh, coming to you live, obviously. So if you're on the live version, clearly this isn't a podcast. This is just a live broadcast. But if you're listening to the podcast, hi there. And hi to everyone listening that's going to be joining us very, very shortly. Uh, we've got a, a great guest with us today. A great, uh, huge amount of experience in the e-commerce world. A great partner of ours over the, over the last few years. Uh, it's been great having Tristan and RevStep as part of one of our partners that we work very, very closely with. Uh, so let, let, let's cut me talking and let's get to Tristan. Tristan, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Good, Andy. It's good to be here. Good to, good to talk with you. You're a very busy man, so I uh, appreciate this time that I get to, get to talk with you and pick your brain too. Yeah, I, lo- I mean, I love these for me. This is uh, it's a great opportunity to have a chat, basically, isn't it? That's what sure. I love about it. So, Tristan, uh, give everyone a quick intro about who you are, where you're based, what you do. Don't go too heavily into what you do because we're going to come back to that in a minute. But but give people a little quick snapshot about about you. Yeah, so so I I help a lot of our clients. We're all we're the in the e-commerce business, and we help a lot of brands build their their uh, presence on on the the main e-commerce platforms amazon ebay walmart uh, we help them with shopify if they have that as well um but but yeah most of the the bulk of our work has been a lot with amazon um and a lot of that's been expansion so so that's kind of what RevStep does and what we kind of specialize in with with your guys's help you guys have been tremendous help as well um, we help a lot of the brands, you know, across the seas and, and be able to sell in different marketplaces. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and I started, I started in 2015 uh, on Amazon um, and eBay. And I noticed there's a lot of brands that that kind of struggle with understanding Amazon's platform and, and the different the different nuances within the platform. I, I'm I actually I really specialize in, in my comfort zone is is kind of on the back end uh, strategies and tools within seller central and vendor central. Um, I also on the back end of eBay and Walmart too. Um, it, just working through those technical difficulties and, and knowing what's available on those platforms in terms of marketing tools, uh, advertising, PPC, all that all that good stuff. Um, that's kind of where, where my specialty is. I love diving in and learning the new tools that Amazon comes out with almost constantly. It, it never yeah. ends the, the changes they come out with. Um, but yeah, as Re- RevStep as a whole, we, we've really been focusing on international companies and just helping them break into the, the different uh, country marketplaces and things like that. Um, it's super complicated as as some brands, more small to mid-sized brands, they they struggle a lot, you know, with uh, with VAT, understanding VAT registration, and um, you know, getting to different countries. Now, now with Brexit, it's just it's thrown another curveball that that's been really intense. So make it a little uh, bit more fun. 
yeah, fun is is I guess a way you could put it. <laughs> I haven't heard it that way from from a lot of from a lot of people, logistics companies and carriers. But but yeah, it's it's thrown a bit of curveball. But I think the the good part about it is it it, it really weeds out some of the sellers sellers or brands that aren't really dedicated or committed to learning and uh, maybe maybe creates kind of a gated selling platform more so and kind of weeds out competition but um but yeah now now i'm here with rev step and we're traveling or we hope to travel a lot right. here soon and uh you know yep. meet new brands and help them grow fantastic so just whereabouts are you based um well we're in we're in salt lake uh, salt lake city utah um so i live i live here in utah i lived in california for a while that's kind of where i started in california um yeah. it, it was it was pretty funny so when i started on amazon i i just put up an ad um to help companies or brands for free with amazon and that's kind of where i gained a lot of my experience on the back end of, of amazon and uh, so i was in california and then then i talked with ref step and they were doing a good buddy of mine um chad was doing kind of the same thing as i and so we kind of partnered up and they sent me out to Europe for two months, um, right before COVID hit. Yeah. Um, and then, and then right after that trip, I came back in March and moved from Utah to, to, or sorry, from California to Utah. So now I'm here, I'm going to be here for a while and we're going to grow this thing and it's going to, it's going to be a good time. So. Yeah, perfect. So let, let's go right back to the beginning. So did you grow up in California or Salt Lake City? Where was that? Yeah, born and raised in California, um, no. Southern California, Orange County. Uh, that's where I was, yeah, for most of my life. Um, and did you go to university or, or college? Yeah, I went to I went to university um, in marketing um, from Cal State Fullerton. Uh, went there, and then shortly or shortly before that, though, I I had served a, a religious mission in, in the islands of Samoa. So, okay. so I'm ha I'm half Samoan, uh, and when I tell people that, they're like, "Oh, where's the other half of you?" Um, I, I'm, I'm rather I'm a rather I'm the smaller end of of what that is. I'm I'm not the rock or anything, but but yeah, I lived in Sa I lived in Samoa or Samoa for for a couple of years. I have family out there, and then right after that, that's when I really started getting into e-commerce when I moved back to California, and then and then now I'm here in Utah. So, so that's interesting, actually. So you, 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 you did your university piece, you did in marketing, and then you come out of university. What was the first thing you did after that? The, the first thing out of university was, was handling, handling, well, I did sales for a while. So, so I did door-to-door -door sales, which is a lot of fun. And yeah. not really, but <laughs> what's the, everyone that's done sales has got one, at least one amazing story of something just, crazy that happened have you got any any, any little story just just oh man because people everyone does these things and we've all got a little story go on what's the best one well one 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 of the one of the weird things that, or moments i remember with one of the doors i knocked on was um they they came out here they came out to the door and they had this this they had this solar this kind of solar panel. They just—I don't know why they just decided to share it with me. Well, maybe yeah. I do know why because I was selling solar. But oh, but he yeah. comes out with 
Yeah. Yeah. He comes out to me with this contraption of his and, and he tells me it's, it's there to kind of like, uh, um, what do you call it? Um, surveillance, uh, extraterrestrial, uh, living like beings and stuff. Anyway, that was the weirdest experience I've ever had. Like someone was so deep into it that they shared it with me. I ended up signing the client with, with, with solar. Anyway, it was just, that that's probably the, the one story that I've always remembered for some reason. Yeah. Um, but nothing, nothing else too significant. But you've got to have those sort of stories, like those these sort of things happen. Yeah, this crazy guy come out to me, did this happen, that happened. It was just like, okay, all right, anyway. So you did door to door sales, which that in itself actually gives you a huge amount of confidence to be able to go and knock on someone's door, just door to door. No, 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 yes, no, no, no. Like, actually, that's a huge, um, huge for your own self confidence. Is that fair? I Absolutely. You hit it, Andy, because it, it, it helps you deal with different personalities. Yes. You, you get all scopes of personalities. You get the introverts, the extroverts. You kind of learn how, how they work and, and yeah. what, what, hits, what hits home with them in terms of, uh, of their interests and, and things like that. And you learn how to, you learn how to work with that, that kind of personality and really explain things differently so that they understand. So yeah, absolutely. It's helped. It, it's what it's what really started. Yeah, it's what really fast tracked me to this because it has built a lot of confidence in what I do, um, yeah. working with different companies, and and that that's kind of what happened to me as well with uh, with going out to the trade shows in Europe, um, just going to all you know going to all the brand exhibitors and talking to them and 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 learning learning yeah the different personalities. Because that's what's really interesting. I know we're sort of bounding out a little bit there, but when you're at a trade show, actually the number one thing that you can do is go and say hello to everyone on every other stand. Hi, I'm on stand over there. I've just come to say hi. Um, Absolutely. That, that, that doesn't take any more than that. Uh, and the conversation starts. Um, and all of a sudden a partnership and everything else that goes with that. Uh, yeah. Which, yeah. So door to door sales, and then you moved into more of a marketing role or? Yeah, and then and then uh, one of my managers at, at one of the door to door companies um, told me he he sells on Amazon and has his own little Amazon company, and he wanted me to run it. That that guy taught me everything. Like he he really took me in, and and uh, he just let me play with all the tools on Amazon and, and eBay, and I managed it for him for about about two years. Um, and then, and then I kind of noticed I have a skill that a lot of people, or I have a know-how at least that a lot of people, a lot of brands don't, uh, businesses don't yet. Um, and so I, like I said, I put up a post saying I'll help any companies for free. Um, on the weekends I would do that. And I built a lot of cool relationships with a lot of brands doing that. And they, they allowed me to kind of brainstorm they're with their ppc their advertising and the different marketing tools in amazon and and i knew i knew it was something that people needed so so yeah. i decided to go full force with that after uh after managing the one account and started taking on more accounts and then now RevStep, um we have lots of accounts that i kind of oversee fantastic so i like that so you you started learning you if someone's brought you underneath their wing and they're they're moving you forwards, which is all which is all amazing. 
You've then sort of gone to support other people free of charge to start off with, to start building your experience and your knowledge and understanding how other people do it. Is that fair? And then, yeah. mm -hmm. and then you start generating all these clients. You've got all these clients. You're like, okay, what am I going to do with them? How am I going to work with them? Yeah, what do I need to do? Um, so what do you think was your learning point along that journey, do you think? What was the sort of number one you think you learned about yourself more than, you know, the, the Amazon piece or anything like that? Yeah. What what I learned about myself is is I, I'm I'm an extrovert and I love I love working with brands and and I love growing with them, um, building relationships. Um, it, it's it's kind of where I it's kind of where I get my drive factor from is yeah is being a dependable person and and being able to help these brands navigate their way through through e-commerce platforms and be able to you know you know with amazon's a9 algorithm and and all those different uh, marketing strategies it's yeah that's the kind of energy i like i think is 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 coming up with strategies with these with these brands and and seeing them grow from them mm -hmm. it's really it's really built really cool relationships with um from for me and my life and um, that's, I think that's what I love about doing this is, is yeah. building relationships with, with other, other companies like yourselves too. GE's awesome. I've learned so much from you guys and you guys have been a huge support in, in helping a lot of our clients get overseas and, um, kind of settle in, settle in on those, those places. So I love building the relationships. That's the bet. That's the, that's the most yeah. uh, gratifying experiences that, that I can get from, from the position I'm in. So, Fantastic. So how did the uh, RevStep piece come up? So was there, you know, was there a job opportunity or someone you spoke to or how did that come up? So one of, the, one of our partners, Chad, um, so there's Adam, which you've, you've interviewed with. Um, then we have another partner, Chad. So Adam and Chad, they're, they're kind of the, the foundation pieces of RevStep. Um, they did a lot of sourcing um, and they have a lot of sourcing experience and, and manufacturing experience. Um, Chad, he was also selling solar with me and he, and, and he's, he's been a mentor of mine. Yeah. He's been an awesome mentor of mine too. And he, he started doing the same. So once we both left that, the, the solar sales um, team, yeah. Uh, we we started doing the same thing in different in different states. So I was managing an Amazon account in California, and he was he was actually managing vendor accounts in Utah. Okay. So that's yep. kind of the the different pieces, and we kind of put it together. Like I know I know Seller Central, like it's my home. Like I know the Seller Central better than anything else I know in this yep. whole world. Um, and he, <laughs> he he had the same experience, but on vendor. Um, yep. And uh, anyway, so so I was like, hey man, I do the same thing. I help a lot of brands and 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 uh, help grow them their sales on Amazon. I, I want to come see what you do. I want to shadow you. So I flew over to Utah, kind of shadowed what he he does, and I'm like, hey man, I do the same thing. We we should do something. And and they brought me on, and uh, yeah, I kind of took off from there. Fantastic. So let's just talk about RevStep at the moment. You so with RevStep, you. What sort of client? I mean, you've already talked about sort of brands and things like that, but you, who's like the ideal client for RevStep right now? What does that, you know, what does that look like? That's a great question because we've been we've been really 
kind of delving into that aspect of of what 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 kind of brands are perfect for Amazon? Because there are some brands that just don't have the right uh, setup or business model that'll yeah. support Amazon growth strategy. They're just it, so a lot of the brands out there. They're not they're not mentally prepared to to for Amazon or they're not they're not set up well enough yet for Amazon uh, in order to grow. Yeah, sorry, just or they're just not going to be they they're just not ready to be aggressive enough to take control of the marketplace. Absolutely. That, that's the big thing we see. They they like, oh yeah, yeah, I want to sell some stuff on Amazon and they're like okay, well I'll I'll sell 10 products this week and that's fine. That's that's not an Amazon strategy. You cannot do that. No. Um and, and 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 we we've always known that but now it's really hitting home with us it's hit home with us like crazy lately because yeah. we, we've tried to help these kinds of clients grow through the Amazon experience in that slower way. And it just doesn't work. Right. Um, they, they understanding Amazon's platform with it, with a true understanding of Amazon's platform, you know, it, you have to be aggressive. Like you said, you have to, you have to know what, what's going to come in the front end of building your sales rank on Amazon and what it all takes. It's, it's, if you don't have that mindset, you're not gonna you're, you're gonna fail. Honestly, yeah. um, if you don't have a good supply chain, if you go out of stock, if 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 you know if you don't have the advertising budget to uphold in the very beginning while b building your listings, you're not gonna hold out. Um, so yeah. so yeah, that's a huge factor is is being aggressive with Amazon and understanding the platform and how it works. Yeah, totally. Agree um, yeah. So that that ideal client then they're sort of brand owners that are looking to scale on Amazon specific or e-commerce specific. Yeah, so that's a good question and it all depends on it all depends on where a brand is and their and their growth strategy. If they have if they have the wherewithal to launch on all these platforms at once they should. They should definitely diversify beyond uh, um Walmart, be on eBay, have your own website, be on Shopify, but you can grow a brand on Amazon itself. Um, if you have, if you have, like you said, the aggressive, the aggressive marketing strategies, you can yeah. do that and then branch out to others. Yeah. Um, and now we're getting into Google ads and outside marketing that all has this halo effect around, you know, uh, selling on Amazon. Um, but but yeah, you can you can start off with Amazon and grow a business, and, that, and that's that's what makes Amazon a, a unique um, a unique platform. Is these small companies, these small brands, can compete with big names if they if they have the marketing strategies behind it. So, and sometimes the balls to make it happen. <laughs> yeah, like, like I'm going in my first three shipments. I've got. 30,000 units and I'm going in, I'm going cost neutral. Done. 30,000 units. Bosh. Go. Um, that takes some serious doing though. Yeah, it does. I mean, you're going to get kicked down a lot in the, in the, in the, the few first months of selling on Amazon. Um, and, and that, what I mean by that is there could be any kinds of problems with with setting your account up with um getting products in the amazon 
you know, you don't really know what's going to, there's always this black box with Amazon until you actually get your products available for sale. You're not going to know what's going to happen. Like you don't know what your fees are actually going to be because once they get in there, they, they remeasure all your, even though you input all the dimensions of your product, they, they're going to remeasure it once it gets into their warehouse. And then that could change. There's just so many things like with trademark, um, with with uh, brand yeah brand registry kind of things. That, that one I see at the moment actually is causing the big, biggest headache for some of our sellers is the brand registry account management to trying to get A plus content and so on. That whole brand registry is proving really difficult in Europe at the moment. Yeah, you know, there's so many people because of the whole Brexit thing. It, it's really really difficult. Um, yeah, brand registry is. <laughs> It's a headache, man. Like it, and and the 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 hard thing about it is that there are two different platforms. There's brand registry platform. There's a seller centrally sell, seller central platform. They don't communicate, and it's it's really hard. Like you have to you create a you create a case on on seller central to fix an issue. They'll tell you to go to brand registry, and then you'll create the case on brand registry. They'll tell you to go to seller central. Like it's it's just yeah it, that yeah. that's that's hard but but you're right getting getting trademark approval on brandage registry has been an issue as well uh, just completing that step but that step's so important right uh getting brand registered totally. yeah it, it opens the doors up to all these other marketing tools that you need right now if you're going to compete with these bigger bigger brands i, I think actually the, the the one thing that we i spoke about oh sorry i we uh, I spoke on a podcast or webinar last week was was about the brand registry piece and about how important that strategy is going forwards right now. It's almost the number one thing out of everything you need to be doing. If you're not, you just got to be doing it. There's no way around. There's no fast cut to getting A plus content other than being brand registered. You just got to do it. And I think that people are coming to the realization that if they're going to expand to Europe, they can't expand to Europe about a trademark. It's almost, it's almost a, a, a you know, hand in hand process. So, with that in mind, you know, with your sellers that you're currently working with expanding to Europe, where do you see as the biggest friction that people have got most recently, um, and, and and the areas where probably a, 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 there's some sort of friction right now? What do you think? The the friction, I I, I guess would would mostly be understanding that um and and how it works in relation to the fba process with amazon right because because there's 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 so many there's so many parameters that surround it do you have that in each country if not can you still sell in those countries which you can at on a multi-channel fulfillment level um but but if you wanted to be fba and if you want to have that prime tag right i think that i think that's what the friction is is Come, brands want to know how do we get how, what's the fastest way to get that prime badge in every single European country? Yeah. Um, and and with that, and I and I've heard rumors right that there's you'll need that just for one European country. You'll have you'll have more information on this, but you'll need that for one European country, and maybe that'll that'll uh, include all of them. Um, well, that but, comes on one stop shop, and the one stop shop isn't. That that was obviously that was the dream, but that's it doesn't really work for Amazon sellers because of I where the stored, how they're stored. If you've got a Shopify store, it's epic. 
right? You put your you put your Shopify store in Europe, you put your stock in one location, your VAT registered in one location, you ship it to all the other countries, and it's all done over here somewhere. Job done. Right. With Amazon, that doesn't work because the stock Amazon is submitting the VAT in the different countries for you. Um, you've got stock all over the place. You might have stock in their warehouse, so it just doesn't work, unfortunately. Um, which is a real shame because actually it would open up the gateway to so many more sellers. I guess is why they're probably not doing it. I don't. I mean, it's it's hard to know what these governments do and don't do. So, with the you know, leading into Q4 right now, yeah, we're we're start Q3. I'll run July, August, September. Yeah, so I'll just give you a round it. We're firmly in Q3 now. You. Know, where do you see people are going to make the biggest inroads in Q4 this year? What do you think is the biggest difference? Um, not not getting your stock in now um, is probably the the biggest issue I've seen. Um, preparing preparing your stock levels in in latest in August um, is really important because Amazon's intake during the Q4 is is so slow that yeah. some some sellers that especially here in the states right i mean mm. in in uk and europe they're they're they get them relatively quickly but in the states if you if you start selling if you start sending your inventory to prepare for q4 in in september or october it may not even get there in time to be available for sale um yeah. and the num the number one killer of your sales rank on amazon is going out of stock yeah, that's the number one killer because once you're out of stock, your your sales rank completely plummets. There's there's no way people can even see traffic to that listing because there's no stock. So, um, so yeah, getting getting stock in now and preparing preparing your Q Q4 inventory levels is crucial. However, yeah. it, it's 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 sticky too because with the new Amazon with the new quantity limitations from Amazon. <laughs> It's been super sticky. So, so I think one other thing that people need to start having and start looking into is a, is another fulfillment channel, and and that's that's a three PL like yourselves. Um, having having that three PL option and getting stock in and being seller fulfilled is super crucial um, it, to to have a as a backup plan in case your FBA stock doesn't go in. Um, and right now in Europe, be seller fulfilled prime, I think you can get into the program pretty easily. Um, however, in the US, the seller fulfilled prime program, it's it's kind of non-existent right now. Um, I don't and I don't know when they're going to bring it back. But yeah, it, that, that, so. that's a really good point. You know, that that stock limits issue is not going anywhere. You know, every year, the time frame that you know, the 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 issues arrive. You know, two years ago, it was just Q4 that we were all a bit touchy about getting stock into Amazon. Well, fast forward 18 months in the COVID pandemic. Well, we're all year round, we can't get stock into Amazon. There's a limit. And now they're saying, that's it. I mean, one of my contacts said at Amazon, you know, it's basically 40 days stock. That's all they want. They don't want any more than 40 days stock. Any more than that is completely pointless. So we're working with, you said marketplace to help sellers here in the UK and, and Europe that need more stock because of shipping times and everything else, just store stuff in the background, essentially a vendor model. 
I mean, the vendor model is basically you got to have stock when we want it and you got to have it locally when we want it. Really, people need to start getting their head around that vendor model, don't they? That, you know, you got to have stock here the whole time and it just needs to be buffer stock going straight in. Um, I think that's really, really key. We're definitely seeing that. Um, yeah. And I think the Brexit issues made it even worse here. You're making sure you've got it in the UK and Europe, which people haven't quite conned on to. Um, I don't think they still have, you know, in some cases. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a sticky sticky uh, topic for a lot mm. of brands and and uh, man, it's it's been a huge issue. Like even even using Amazon's carriers, um, there's been been so many balls dropped with like the yeah. carriers sending across borders and so many lost pallets and things like that or returned pallets but but yeah i mean having having a and that's why you guys are so important right because you guys have that you guys have that uh um you guys have your warehouse in uk and you have your warehouse in the eu um and that's what that's essentially what you need in order to do that vendor that vendor method is is having stock in in the uk and eu separately yeah yeah perfect so. Well, uh, Tristan, if people want to get in contact with you, they want to hear more about you, know, what you guys do, how you're doing it, and how you support sellers. What's the best way of doing that? Um, well, I mean, you can reach out to me personally if you want, Tristan at RevStep.com, um, or you can go to our website, RevStep.com, and and uh, we, we're always monitoring the, the, the our info at RevStep.com too. Um, yeah, th those are pretty much the best ways you guys can get in touch with us. And um, if you guys just want to talk strategy or anything like that, let us know. And um, we'll we'll let you know what it takes to get prepared for Amazon to get to have yeah the the the, the balls enough to to go aggressively with aggressive uh, strategy on Amazon. Yeah, the the truth of the story rather than what someone will, will wish to tell you. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And there's a lot of companies out there that that'll tell you, oh yeah, we can do it. Yeah, we can, we can get your listings on Amazon. You're gonna do great. Um, we're not like that. We're, we're gonna be like, hey, if you don't if you don't understand how it works, you you and and you're not ready to do it that way, you're not gonna do great. You, you you have to do it a different way. And there are plenty other ways, plenty of other alternatives aside from Amazon. Um, uh, but uh, but yeah, to do Amazon. You need to know the the, the know-how and you need to be aggressive with it. Yeah, fantastic. Well, look, Tristan, thank you very much you do to support us. Uh, it's been great having you on. It's been great hearing a bit about your story there. I really enjoyed that. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you for joining us on the e-commerce expanded secrets. And for everyone listening, if you want to get in contact with Tristan or the RevStep team, and obviously we've just given you a bit of information how to do that. There'll be more in the comments below uh, when this goes on or where if you're listening to the podcast, That'll be in the in the details below. But we'll see you on the next episode of the e-commerce expanded secrets. Thank you very much for your time, Tristan. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll see you on the next show real soon. Thank you very much. Thanks, everyone. Andy. Cheers. Bye.